0: and although this wave is stringing us along, just know you're not alone, because I'm going to make this place your home. Settle down.
1: Good morning, Hamilton. This is Rob Golfy with Remax the Golfy Team. Welcome to the Hamilton Real Estate Show with Rick Zamprin and Phil Golfie.
2: Good Saturday morning once again. Yes, I am in studio. Both Rob and Philip are uh, working remotely once again. On a Saturday morning, as we continue our social distancing in the midst of this COVID 19 global pandemic. Happy to have you on board once again. Uh, We've had a number of uh, people emailing the radio station, calling in with uh, questions uh, about everything under the sun in relation to this pandemic. And uh, we're going to try to answer a lot of them on this show in terms of real estate, because I know there's people out there that do have questions regarding how this is all working as uh, the world deals with this pandemic. Don't forget. You can always go online to robgolfi.com. That's Rob G-O-L-F-I.com. Call them at 905 575 7700. That's 905 575 7700. If you have a topic idea for a future show or you do have a question regarding this pandemic and real estate, send us an email. Questions at RobGolfy.com. Again, questions at RobGolfy.com. The Golfy team is all over social media. You can find them on Twitter and Instagram. The handle is at RobGolfy. Check them out on Facebook as well. And uh, subscribe to the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, wherever you get your favorite podcast, past episodes on RobGolfy.com and 900CHML.com. We have a lot to get to today, including um, some, uh, I think, really. Uh, Good words from the Ontario Real Estate Association. We'll get into what they are uh, proposing or or wanting to have happen in this province regarding real estate. We'll talk about tenants and landlords. We'll also talk about prices uh, continuing to soar in Toronto, which is uh, amazing to see. But we'll begin with uh, some year-to-date stats that Rob has for us uh, in uh, in this market. So how are we doing thus far uh, from January to where we are now?
1: So as of this year... In Hamilton, and that's including uh, Waterdown, Flamborough, because are part of the uh, Hamilton-Wentworth uh, region. Um, this year so far, as of today, uh, the average sale price is 591649 We had 1,815 sales. And then last year, uh, we had uh, 1,509 sales, and the average sale price was 51164 we So we're, we're up 20% in transactions, uh, from last year at this point and up 15% in average sale price uh, for the Hamilton Wentworth area. That's uh, I just, it's hard to believe that we've been in, we've been in this uh, pandemic probably about, I'd say 10, 10 days to maybe a little more risk Like when we first heard about it, it was a Thursday um, I think about a, two weeks ago or something like that, mm-hmm. when things started really getting uh, serious and uh, Burlington, uh, Burlington, Burlington, Uh, uh, this year, there's 637 sales. The average sale price is $840,418. And last year was 580 sales and the average sale price is 715,477. So Burlington is up 10% in transactions and 11% up average sale price. So it's hard to gauge still. People are just coming back from their March break this week. They're all being quarantined and uh and they did um uh the government did say uh, real estate is an essential service uh to a certain degree um but, uh, but, Rick, things uh, are still moving along with this real estate market.
2: So we look at those numbers. Uh, I guess the question is, is that going to continue? Because now there's a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of people who have lost their jobs or just making a fraction of what they uh, are used to earning. And they're thinking, wow, do I want to sell my home? Or, or, or maybe there's those that have already sold their home and are now looking for their next jump. And they might just be kind of, uh, you know, wondering, what should we do?
1: They, they, uh, well, the people that have sold their home and need to buy a home, they're, they're actively looking. They need a house, and chances are, um, those people um, are pretty maybe secure with their jobs. Um, that are once this thing is over with, they'll be going back. Uh, a lot of retirees, they don't have to worry about anything. They, you know, um, uh, they're pretty secure. They've got their pensions. Their house is paid for. Um, they, they're, you know, not really feeling the pain uh, except for listening to their kids talking about it, what's happening to them. Um, but yeah, like it, uh, you know, there, there are people there in the, in the middle in between moves. Um, people are trying to bridge now, you know, I don't know if the banks are backing out on people because, you know, sometimes he, some people may not get their job coming back. So it would be a pretty scary situation.
3: I could, I could speak on that. So <clears throat> I was on a call with uh, Brian Hogman from mission 35 and the top representative for RBC, RBC um, them speaking for themselves, they stated that once they give a firm approval, they will not take it away from you no matter what. So even if you know, given the job loss, given be, being laid off, whatever that nature is, RBC will not take a firm approval approval away from you, even considering the the conditions of the pandemic. Now, for Mission Thirty Five, he's spoken some of his um, you know some of his cases, and and, and, and what has happened is he used the word dynamic um a lot of lenders are being very dynamic with policy in terms of the approval process um they're looking at it a, a, as a case by case basis and what happens is is people are going to have to get reapproved on you know whether you know you know how much e i are are uh, are they getting but it it also comes back to you know the job tenure that that individual had if they if they lost their job and like, you know they they held that previous job for 10 or or 5 to 10 years that's a very good example of somebody who's who's holding a job for a long period of time that they believe has the character that you know once we get back on our feet, we'll be able to, to get back into the workforce and, and, and get back to work. Um, so yeah there, there's you know it, it's going to come down to credit scores, it's going to come down to exceptions based on e i job tenure and character and, and that that was his his uh message to us that, that what, what how the banks are dealing with this. And these are current deals in the process that were either already accepted or approved or, or that were just about to be approved. And all of a sudden we had this this thing kind of flip our, flip our workforce and, and our economy upside down. So the banks and the mortgage brokers and the lenders are, are, are working with everyone to ensure that people in this position are, are still able to achieve, you know, that purchase and, and, and move on to that. Because what if if they're not dynamic with those policies, what's going to happen is all of a sudden that individual won't be able to close on that house. That domino effect of all the, you know, uh, sales and purchases after that, it, it, it's a huge ripple effect. And, and sometimes we see five or six or seven purchases after that where, where, where people are moving to into the next house. So of the, all of a sudden, if you stop one of those purchases, it, it throws, you know, a lot of, a lot of families that, that, you know, put them in difficult positions. So right now the, the main word they use was they're being dynamic with their policy.
2: So, Philip, yeah. regarding that, yeah. I was going to say regarding ahead, that uh, right. that firm approval process. Is there a time limit on that firm approval? Is it six months? Is it a year? Is it a couple of weeks?
3: No. So this is this is somebody who's already purchased, right? Somebody who's purchased a house. They've they've gone to RBC, got their mortgage approved. RBC will not take that approval away from them. Oh, I see. Yeah. So it's not it's not it's not somebody who's, who's a pre it's not a pre approval. Pre approval will change. It's somebody who's already purchased a house. They already have a firm agreement of and sale on a house. They've already received approval, approval from RBC. They will not take that away from you.
2: That makes sense. Rob, you wanted to jump in there as well? Uh, yeah. The, um, the, the one thing is,
1: uh, like Phil was saying, that the ripple effect is, is, is bad, really bad because I was just talking to one of our clients. They're buying, they, they've purchased a house in Jordan. They sold in Grimsby. And, but on the other end, the people that purchased their house, they're from the GTA and then, and then there's another row of two or three sales behind them. So, so there, there's a list of probably a row of probably seven homes all, you know, because of this one, one client of mine is the end result. So, so the, the, the chain effect could be catastrophic if every, for if, if if all these deals don't close, because for one deal you might it might be six deals or four deals that may not close, and it, it'll put everybody in a big bind. So the banks are are especially RBC. What they're doing is they're uh, it's 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 a firm close, I guess as they call it, or whatever yeah, Phil feel the same.
3: And, and and RBC has already had that policy in place. I mean that's something that they they advertise. That's something that they network to us and say, hey, listen, once we give that firm approval, it's approved now. With that being said, moving along to, you know, the lawyer side of things, in, in, in terms of these are calls that we've been on with, with our own lawyers and the people we work with closely, uh, Escarpment Law and Centennial Law Group. Since this, this has started, every single transaction that was signed, sealed and delivered, has closed. We haven't had any any transactions not closed due to the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. And that's a great sign for, for us. That's a great sign for, you know, the, the, the families that are, you know, un, you know, unfortunately having to to move during this, right? This was, you know, nobody saw this coming, but it's it's a good sign for us where where transactions are still closing. There's not people trying to get out of transactions due to it. There's not people pulling out of uh, out of sales. Every single one of um, from them and, and those particular law groups have closed.
2: Is that expected to change at all? Are you expecting some kind of blip down the road?
3: So. Uh, we don't we don't expect it to change. What's happening is where it's going to get a little a little dicey is when people start purchasing homes uh, without viewing them, right? So we we've been you know what they're um, training us on is is a due diligence clause and ensuring that once when a when a purchaser buys a property, they still have the opportunity to go and view it and do their due diligence after the purchase and between the and between the like during the conditional sale. So. We're, we're, we we have you know we're, what we're doing is we're still closing deals that were were agreed upon you know two or three months ago right okay so let me ju- let me jump in
2: yeah let me jump in here because we're up against our first break but I, I do want to get into this due diligence clause and how it's working and how it might affect the market in the next few weeks or maybe even few months uh it's Rick Sampra with Rob Golfy and Philip Golfy, sales representatives with Remax's Cartman Realty the golfy team and you're listening to the Hamilton real estate show on 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio. Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie working remotely today on the uh, Hamilton Real Estate Show. They're sales representatives with REMAX's Scartman Realty The Golfie team. You can call them anytime at 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. Robgolfi.com is the website. RobGolfie.com. They're all over Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check them out by searching at Rob Golfi. And down the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts. If you have a question for the Golfie team, maybe you're looking at buying a home, looking to sell your home in this uh, uncertain time of this COVID-19 pandemic, send us an email, questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. Still to come, prices still going up, up and up in Toronto despite the coronavirus crisis. And we'll also talk about tenants and landlords as well. And we're also going to get into uh, the Golfie team's safe business approach and their virtual tours that they're holding right now. Uh, but Philip, just before the break, you mentioned the due diligence clause that's now in effect. So explain that and how is it how is it working?
3: So how this works if if somebody was to go ahead and purchase a property and they didn't have the opportunity to go and view it in person, we would enter what is called a due diligence clause, which which allows that individual or person or or family to go view the property prior to the agreement becoming unconditional. And that's, what, that's, what's, that's the, the situation that we're in, that we're dealing with right now is we're, we're continuing to adapt our, the way we market a property to become more virtual so people are viewing it online. And we've already seen this, right? We've seen, and looking at the statistics from our website, we see that people are, people are spending up to 30 seconds to a minute per page online while they look at properties this is up from you know usually somebody looks the average listing time somebody will look at for about 12 seconds this has almost tripled in, in effect of this uh uh virus so people are looking at stuff listings longer they're digging into more information on the listing um they're watching their virtual tours they're going through the room sizes they're getting more in depth and detailed into each listing that they look at um so this is what's going to happen is it's we might see an instant, you know, we might, there might be several cases where people are purchasing properties without seeing them or going to view them. Now, keep in mind, this is nothing new, right? People have always purchased properties without seeing them. We can go back to, you know, when people buy new construction homes or buy condos. Basically, you're buying a floor plan and, and picking out, you know, your, your designs and details, right? Well, there's actually more information available when you're looking at a resale home. You have the opportunity to go on Google Maps, which, which gives you, you know, access to Google Street View. It, you know, you can, you can take a drive through the neighborhood without even actually getting out of your house and going through the neighborhood. You have the, the opportunity to look at the virtual tours and the pictures of inside the home. So, you know, it's not new to people where, where people are buying houses without seeing them. It, it's something that they've always done, but it's just a new way to buy resale property.
2: Do you think this might open the door to, and I'm talking about months, maybe even years down the road, of more of the, uh, you know, buying the home even without seeing it?
3: I I don't think so. I think if somebody always has the opportunity to go and view the home and go inside, you know, they'll they'll take that opportunity. Um, I think you know, given you know the the new construction stuff, I think you know they're already there, right? They're already there where they're building 3D models and and you know showing um you know specific views that you might have you know when the condo's built or or things of that sort but i i i um i think people people will know their decision prior to go viewing the house right people will be convinced that hey this is the house for us this is exactly what we want let's go view it just to to check that last box and make sure you know you know there's there's not the mold or the you know they'll do their inspection conditions like that but i think you know I think, I think the way real estate has been marketed has already changed. Like we're already there. We're, 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 you know, long before this, you know, four or five years before this, we were already doing the virtual tours and, uh, and doing things of that nature and, 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 those marketing types. It's not something that we're, we're adapting to. We've already, we, we continue and we've already marketed the property so people will know about it prior to visiting.
2: And, Rob, let, let's dive in a little bit more about the virtual tours that the golfy team is offering, as well as, you know, the safe business approach that the golfy team is undertaking. Talk a little bit about that.
1: So we've actually uh, just, just recently, uh, Lou on our team, uh, put up a house for sale and without walking through. So what happened was uh, Lou talked to the lady uh, on the phone, and then they did a, a, a video uh, walkthrough. So, um, basically, she went through the house explaining uh, details of the house, you know, from bedroom to bedroom, room to room, kitchen, and everything. Lou did his uh, presentation online, and he actually listed the property. So, we actually uh, listed a property just uh, uh, two days ago uh, virtually, so uh, without walking into the house. Based on the information, based on what we saw, um, we're, the, the house is uh, going up for sale probably Monday, Tuesday. And, um, yeah, that it, it, everything's changed. So now there's going to be different devices to help more, um, with, um, with, with people looking at houses like, um, they got the, these new cameras that are, are three dimensional. You can, you know, scroll around and, and view all, every corner of the house, you know, basically walking through. Um, but it is definitely going to change a lot of things. So, it, and, and we have to adjust it and, uh, and change, uh, with, with the times that are happening. Do I think that um, people are going to be buying houses like this all the time? I don't think so. Cause we, I mean, that means if we, if, if we can't walk into someone's house, that means we can't uh, have companion. And uh, you know, so it, we'll, 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 we'll be able to go back to, to a normal life hopefully soon and uh, and be able to view properties uh, in person. And um, but, uh, but right now, uh, there is a a percentage of the population that need to move and have to move, and uh we have to accommodate uh uh those people right now
2: so basically what Lou did was a free in home evaluation without stepping into the house
1: that that 's right that 's wow. right and and we listed the property everything 's been all done um we we're we're already geared for uh um uh, our, with our technology that uh, we 're always up to date with into um processing, any kind of uh, listing, photo photography, everything like that. So we were able to, to accustom uh, to what's happening right now.
2: How has this uh, new norm, so to speak, affected appraisers?
1: Appraisers, yes. So now um, we're, we're getting call, calls from appraisers, and, they're, and what they're doing is they're calling me, asking me if, if there's more pictures of inside the house because they're not stepping into the house. They're all they're doing is they're doing a drive by. They're looking at the pictures online and, uh, and they're, um, you know, want to know more details of the, of the house inside, like, you know, age of furnace shingles, all that kind of stuff, because the the banks want to make sure that they're, you know, lending money to the property that uh, that is exactly what, uh, what, what the buyer's buying now. um, So, so the appraisers, you know, they they've got a job now they got a call. And get more information, and they're just doing a drive by appraisal now they're not they're not walking inside the home and uh, so if anybody's like doing a private for sale, let's say you know uh, David Smith is selling his house to um, you know a guy around the corner um, they're going to have to go more in depth, take a lot of pictures of the house, verify it it'll be a little, they're a little it'll be a little bit tougher. Uh, for that deal to go through just because of the fact it it, um, it, it was a, a complete private deal. They want to make sure that the house that the bank is lending money to um, it is the house. Like, I mean, you could, you, you know, you don't want somebody sending pictures of somebody else's house, even though they're financing a different house. So, so, so they, that's going to be a little bit tougher for the private uh, deals. They want to know that the house was on MLS, um, that the deal is, uh, those are the uh, official pictures of the house. And they want details of that house. Uh,
2: is, uh, is this uh, COVID-19 pandemic uh, really put a damper on home inspections? Because now we're, we're not inviting people into these homes. Are, are they able to do their work? Is there a special clause for that? Does that fall under the due diligence clause?
1: Yeah, we're finding the home inspections. Um, the home inspector would like to do the home inspection without anybody around him. He wants to go through the house. He wants complete the house completely empty. And be able to go through the house and then he can give the report um it's not like um and it, 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 every home inspector is, is different but uh, a lot of them are just you know doing the home inspection and and giving the report after without having uh a, a, their their buyer around them uh you know answering and, and questions while they're there on the spot so so the home inspectors do want to, want to be by themselves uh, when they're doing the inspections of uh, of these homes.
2: A uh, great article in uh, one of the newspapers this week about a Toronto couple thinking about or, or actually putting their house up for sale, a four-bedroom century home uh, in the Toronto area for just shy of two million dollars, or just over one million. It's one point oh nine million. Um, And uh, to that end, it it basically says that Toronto's real estate market is showing no signs of slowing down. In fact, it's actually going the other way. Uh, 14.5% year-over-year increase in terms of house prices, number of sales up 18% year-over-year, new listings also growing. And uh, it's it, the trend, just like as you mentioned earlier on in the show with Hamilton and Burlington's statistics going up, uh, Toronto is showing no signs uh, of slowing down. And in fact, it's it's going the other way. More people are buying homes. Prices are going up. It's incredible to see.
1: Yeah, it, even though the showings have decreased, like uh, the amount of showings that are happening have decreased. And so right now in the marketplace, uh, the buyers in the marketplace, they're the serious buyers. So if you have your house up for sale, the guy that's wa- the guy that wants to see your house, you know he's serious because otherwise he's not out there you know just wasting time or you know he's got nothing to do that day. he is a serious buyer and and they're buying uh so so like I said, so right now the serious buyers are out there and the serious sellers are out there and houses are selling surprisingly, houses are selling i mean everybody needs a roof over their head. So, and there's a lot of people right now they're in the middle of their moves or, or they were planning on moving this year, regardless whether whatever the case is, but people People are still putting their houses up for sale. Uh,
2: this uh, particular story in the, in the uh, Toronto area. So this couple has lived there for 27 years and I, I love, uh, the, uh, the gentleman's quote, uh, we're not going to sell for less than it's worth. There's no panic. So they, they really don't feel that there's pressure to move. They they'd like to move obviously, but, uh, th- they're not going to, you know, take a haircut just because there's a global pandemic.
1: No, no. And they probably, they probably won't have to, um, uh, you know, just because of the shortage of homes in uh in the marketplace um I think they'll be fine i mean it, i mean appraisers are appraising homes uh based on what the uh, based on what sold in the last ninety to one hundred and twenty days so what' so what happened in the last ninety to hundred and twenty days, the market was good so so if an appraiser's walking in he's going based on on the history of that neighborhood and it's going to show that the the value's there. And so, and uh, and also people are buying, they're going to look at it and say, well, you know, the house down the street, similar, you know, is uh, selling for similar price. So they're going to, they're going to jump on it. So people need a home. Rick, we all need, we all need a place to live.
2: And if uh, you're in that boat, uh, and I'm sure there's uh, thousands of listeners uh, listening right in, thinking, uh, should I jump into the market? Should I put my house up for sale? Uh, if you do, do, if you do go uh, into the market, uh, either way, you know that Golfy gets it sold. So jump online to robgolfy.com. Call them up at nine zero five five seven five seven seven hundred. That's 905-575-7700. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on nine hundred CHML. It's Rick Samprin, Rob Golfy, Philip Golfy. The latter two working remotely as we uh, continue to practice social distancing. Uh, during this pandemic. We've got a couple of minutes in this segment, but I want to start the discussion on uh, residential landlords and tenants. And there's certainly a dilemma with April 1st just coming up, uh, well, next weekend, a pressing deadline for those who have to make uh, rent, uh, many of whom have lost their jobs. Advocacy groups now calling for both landlords and tenants uh, and the federal and provincial governments to offer some kind of relief before April 1st. How do we handle this situation? it's
1: that's going to be a pandemic on its own <laughs> yeah um so I, uh, we, we,
3: we had a call about this specific to the to the landlord and, and, and um and tenant so so first things first, the landlord and tenant board are still working with uh are they, they're, they're closed, but they're still working with eviction that are regarding um criminal activity. Okay, so so if there's something, if there's any criminal activity going on in your specific, um, and and um, you know, property, the landlord can go to the landlord tenant board and report it, and 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 they'll they'll deal with those cases. In regards to the eviction process for non-payment of of rent, that that is closed now. If a, it's it's completely closed right now. They they're not operating now. The advice that we were told to give to the specific landlord is. And the the tenant still has an obligation to pay rent, okay? These aren't my words. These are the words that are coming from, from the Landlord and Tenant Board. But the ten, as of right now, as of right now, the tenant still has an obligation to pay rent. What they have told the landlords is file your paperwork immediately. You will be put in a, in a priority sequence, and once they come back to work, will go through the paper filings
2: accordingly, okay? Okay, so let me jump in there because so, we're up against another break here, but we'll come back and we'll uh, uh, finish that thought off from Philip. It's uh, Rob Golfie, Philip Golfie, Rick Samprin. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML.
0: You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. so
2: Welcome back. This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Zainfren in studio here on the line, Rob Golfi and Philip Golfi, sales representatives with Remax's Cartman Realty, the Golfe team. You can call them anytime, 905 575 7700. That's 905 575 7700. RobGolfi.com is the website. It's a great website. Lots of awesome listings, uh, some uh, personal bios that you can uh, get to know the Golfe team a little bit better. RobGolfi.com. That's Rob dot Don't forget, Golfe gets it sold. At Rob Golfi on Twitter and Instagram. Check him out on Facebook. And download the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast. You can catch up on past episodes online as well at robgolfie.com and 900chml.com. And if you have a question regarding real estate during this global pandemic, send us an email, questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. Just before the break, uh, Philip was talking about the uh, dilemma, which is what we're going to be facing come April 1st when tenants and landlords are going to be looking at each other to say, hey, uh, you know, what's, what's, what's next? So, uh, Philip, just to finish off your thought on on what's going to happen April first, and and uh, what landlords and tenants are going to be faced with.
3: Yeah, so 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 tenants still have an obligation to pay rent. I mean, we've seen the government support there to try and help every single person that's been laid off, or you know, they, there's a, a, a number of different policies that they've implemented for that support. But as of right now, um, you know. You know, we're, we're being told, um, and, and the word is out that the tenants are, are still obligated to pay rent. And if that tenant does not pay rent, the, the landlord should file, continue to file for a non-payment of rent. And that's that's what we're being told, and that's that's the situation right now.
2: There is a um, a tenant. Uh, I think actually, there's a number of tenants. Uh, groups or tenants associations around the country uh, that are calling on the government to ban evictions due to a lack of payment and other financial assistance of renters. Um, I guess we have to hear from the Prime Minister, because on Monday he said that, listen, there's some money coming to community housing providers, uh, to the people of our country who are in a rental situation. But I guess until that happens, it's it's status quo.
1: Yeah. it's a,
2: like The thing is, tenants aren't going
1: to get... Uh, you know, kicked out of their house. It's just that it, they have to understand it's not a free month. It's not they eventually have to pay. So, so because otherwise, because the 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 landlords they still have to pay their mortgages, and if they're getting their mortgages deferred, they still have to pay the interest and everything that's been deferred. So nobody is really getting a break here. So, so if you get the tenant saying, "Hey, I got a free month. I don't have to pay," they they may. Uh, when this is all over with, they may end up being in the landlord tenant, uh, uh, tribunal saying, Hey, you know, aren't you making any effort to pay back? Because, you know, this landlord, you know, still had to pay his mortgage. Um, so it's, um, I know the tenant groups are trying to uh, push sometimes tenants not to pay their rent. Uh, they're going to cause a lot of problems if they, if they do that. Um, what we, but Rick, what we have is on our website at the top of the page, Um, we have the COVID-19, all the links for tenants, for, uh, homeowners for, to defer their, um, property taxes, uh, all, all, all contact links, uh, that they can connect to that can help them through this, uh, pandemic. So, so when, um, so if you go to my website at robgolfie.com, um, you will be able to get all the information you want. Um, that uh, the government is offering and everything that can help you in this crisis that we're in. Uh, It'll, it'll be at the top of our webpage. It'll say uh, uh, COVID-19 and then it just click on that. It'll give you every link that you need to help you out in, uh, in this crisis.
2: I know the banks have offered homeowners uh, the option of deferring, uh, you know, some of their mortgage payments. I think it's for up to six months. Um, w- would they be allowed, or would they be able to do that for landlords as well? To say, hey, you can defer these payments, but you you did mention interest as well on those payments.
1: Uh, well, I, I, I'm not sure about the, the the interest with the tenants. It depends on the landlord, but I, I think if the tenant is getting relief fund for their uh, for their rent they will uh they'll they'll have to use that relief fund to help pay the landlord. Now if they're gonna spend it on themselves, they're gonna end up without uh having a, a place to live once this is all over with. And uh so they so they, they should utilize the uh They should utilize the the funds for sure.
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh, This is the Hamilton Real Estate Show. Rick Samprin, Rob Golfe, Philip Golfie. One more segment to come here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML.
0: You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.
2: Last go-round here on the Hamilton Real Estate Show on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin in studio today. On the line, Rob Golfie and Philip Golfie, sales representatives with Remax's Gartman Realty, the Golfie team. You can call them at 905-575-7700 online at robgolfie.com. Check them out on Twitter and Instagram. The handle is at robgolfie. A great Facebook page as well. And download the Hamilton Real Estate Show podcast wherever you get your favorite podcasts. If you have a question for the Golfie team during this COVID-19 pandemic, send them an email questions at com. that's questions at robgolfie.com uh, i should ask how are you guys doing during this pandemic
1: well um i'm hanging in there at the beginning i'll tell you at the beginning was uh it was kind of scary um it it, it i um it's hard it was a hard uh it was it was hard to take rick it was um uh, you didn't it, you know, it's the unknown. You don't know where everything's going. And now we're in the middle of it. We're quarantined right now. Um, and everybody's in the same boat, right? So it's not like you're going through problems. It's the whole world. The whole country's going through problems. And, um, but everybody's got, uh, you know, different problems. Um, I, I just, you know, I'm just happy that I'm healthy, um i do have a roof over my head and um and you know what I, i'll be good i mean i'm gonna tr- i'll survive this i'll beat it i think it, uh, most of the canadians will beat this and we just have to work together and uh and go through this um it's uh it's not something that uh we would ever think in our lifetime that uh, we'd experience this um and i know people that came from countries um, you know, where there was wars and terrorism, uh, they have experienced probably worse than this. They had to leave their house, but, um, but, I you know, I, you know, we got, we, you got to deal with what the cards are dealt with and, and, and just, uh, and deal with it. And that's, that's all I know. It, it It is, it's still, it's still an unknown, but I I'm, I'm a lot better now. Like I'm, you know, I'm, I, you know, it's just, uh, just like everybody else is Rick.
2: Yeah, this certainly is and has been a shock factor. Philip, how are you holding up?
3: Yeah, you know what? I I think it's what history has told us is, you know, we we've, we've gone through a number of these things and we've we've always you know come out of them, right? Um in in you know in in contrast to 2008, 2008 was was a financial crisis. It wasn't a, a health, you know, pandemic. So, you know, that it, I as, as quickly as we got into this, and as quickly as we, we found ourselves in this situation, I think, you know, in we can come out of it just as fast, right? If, if the government came out and, and said, hey, listen, you know, we're, we're back to normal, back to work tomorrow, you know, I think for a lot of organizations and a lot of companies, it's, it's business as usual. They're, they're, you know, right back where they picked off. And I, I think that's, that's a good sign about this, that's, you know, one of the best signs is, is we can be we can be right back in a, a functional society as, as as early as tomorrow literally as early as tomorrow um you know obviously that that's not the case you know you, you, we've seen some of the forecasts and people saying you know we're we're a month away or or a month and a half away or you know or whatever there's a number of different different uh things out there as to how long we're going to be in this situation for but but as of right now you know we can get out of it just as fast as we got it which is um you know which is which is something that we're looking forward to.
2: Those who uh, look at the glass uh, half full will see, uh, A, they'll see the light at the end of the tunnel, but B, they'll also see that opportunity at the end of the tunnel because once everything does come back to normal, and hopefully it is sooner rather than later, uh, there's going to be a tsunami of opportunity out there for a variety of businesses, not just real estate.
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, this is where there uh, uh, the, the, there'll always there will always be, there'll be more opportunities for the next generation now coming up, up the pipe uh, uh, for them to uh, uh, there's going to be new types of businesses um, that, uh, that we didn't even think of uh, would even, you know, exist today, but there'll be different types of businesses coming up uh, in the future. So it's just, uh, we're just, we're entering into a a new world, uh, Rick. And, uh, and uh, we're in that uh, reset into the new world. That's what it is.
2: Uh, earlier in the, the week, the Ontario Real Estate Association urged agents to cease all face-to-face business, and I know the Golfy team has put that into action. Um, are you surprised that they didn't call for uh, a, a ban or at least say, "Hey, you know, stop doing this," as opposed to urging agents? The wording kind of seems weird.
1: Yeah, it, you know what? It, it it is it is kind of like a gray area because. Um, there are people, like, like, a, like, like we talked earlier, that um, have sold their house and they need to buy a house and uh, because otherwise they're going to be homeless. And uh, so they're either renting or buying. So we need to uh, find these people places. And uh, the same thing, and they're closing. So lawyers have to be there to close. Uh, moving companies have to be there. So it is an essential uh, I understand why the essential services uh, yeah. was uh, it put on for real estate uh, yeah. uh, realtors. I mean,
3: when it comes down to it, shelter is a need. You know what I mean? It's a need. So, you know, when you, when, when you look at it that way, it's, it's something that, that, you know, if there's people out there that need to find somewhere to go um, through this. Now, we were, you know, as I mentioned before, I was on a call, and, and what they're telling us right now, what they're, what they're training us on right now, is if, that, if it ever gets to a situation where we are on complete lockdown. We're being trained to have the paperwork of the specific houses that we are either showing or going to in the event that we do get pulled over by police.
2: Wow. Um, I got to jump in there, Phil, because I got to jump in there because we're out of time here, but uh, maybe we'll continue that story next week for sure. Guys, thanks for coming on once again. Uh, You've been listening to the Hamilton Real Estate Show. We're back next Saturday at nine on 900 CHML.
0: The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.